Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant. I really appreciate you tuning in. And today we have an excellent program for you here. Today we have my friend and special guest, Mr. Bruce Glenn. He's the owner and CIO of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. And if you want to reach out to Bruce and his excellent team, here's the phone number. And look, he's located in the Kansas City area, but this is good for anywhere in the entire country. We have listeners from Portland, Oregon to Washington, D.C. in the New York area to Naples, Florida to clear over to, uh, to Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona area. So anywhere in the country, here's the phone number, 913-563-7327. That's 913-563-7327. And Bruce, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. Good to be with you again. Appreciate it. All right. So I think you were wanting to uh, do a discussion uh, and have a review uh, of what to do before the year end. And then once we do that recap, then maybe we can move on to discuss how to start off 2023 on the right foot. But first, what does need to be done before? And oh, my gosh, it's coming right up December 31st. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Steve. We'll just get, hit a few of the quick points, uh, kind of recapping what we spoke about last month. But, you know, towards the end of the year, you've got that mindset of kind of final kick to the finish line. So some things I like folks to double check is, do they get their RMD or required minimum distributions taken care of for 2022? It needs to be done before the end of the year. If you miss that or don't get all of it uh, taken care of, it's a 50% penalty. So very important to do that. Also, if you have like, if you're still working and you have an HSA, maybe you want to max that out, or maybe you have a 401k and you want to max that out. I would at least say, try and get your full match in for the year uh, at bare minimum. So they, they have changed the amount that you can put in. So for 2022, on this year, we're still at, if you're under age 50, 20,500 on a 401k. If you're over age 50, you have an additional 6,500 or a total of 27,000 you can you know, put into your 401k or a 403b, 457. If you're just saving through a regular IRA mechanism, if you're eligible for that and you're under age 50, it's 6,000. And if you're over age 50, it's 7,000. 
again, that's going to be a little more next year. We'll cover that in a little bit later. From a tax standpoint, you know, obviously we've got taxes coming due. Most people have property taxes due at the end of the year. Make sure you get those taken care of. Pretty stiff penalty if you miss it. And then on your regular taxes, if you're still working, you know, double check that you've paid in as much as you should. Make coordinate with your CPA. If you need to make adjustments on your payroll deductions here at the end of the year, you still have some time. Maybe you want to boost that tax withholding up, or maybe you've paid in more than you really needed to, and you can reduce it down. A lot of times this gets changed around if you have a bonus. So I suggest you, you know, kind of double check your withholdings for the year if you're still working. Um, you know, healthcare, this is one thing that I think a lot of people miss the boat on. You know, if you've maxed out your co-pays for the year on your health plan, uh, you might want to try and get every possible service done while you've already kind of maxed that out if you're in that boat. Uh, if you if you don't, you know, really haven't paid into co-pays at all uh, and you need to have something done, but it's not urgent, you might defer that out to your next plan year. Most people's plan year starts at January 1st, but you, know, you might look at that and defer your, your medical services one way or the other, depending on if you've made your payments into it. Most credit reporting agencies, changing gears a little bit, most credit reporting agencies uh, will give you one free credit report per year. So if you haven't done that, just check your credit score, make sure there's nothing fraudulent out there. Uh, and then it's always a good idea around holiday time to kind of check your estate plan. Uh, if you need to make any changes, you know, if anybody decided not to come see you for Christmas, maybe <laughs> to write them out, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but, you know, all seriousness, make sure that, you know, you've made changes. Sometimes there's been somebody's passed away or maybe a, a change in marital status, things like that. Uh, so that, that'd be something to make sure you're double checking in. And then your investments, you know, your tax loss harvesting. I'll kind of end 2022 with that idea. With the markets being rough this year, you may have some investments that you might be able to lock in some tax losses if you're able to take advantage of that or may able to possibly carry forward some tax losses. You still have a little bit of time to make that sell on that particular investment or two if you want to. And again, we can help people with that if they're not really sure, they can give us a call. That's pretty much a quick kind of, you know, bullet point recap of some items for 2022. Okay. And you had mentioned checking your credit. That's always a good idea. You never know what might be on there. And sometimes there's just flat out inaccurate information on your credit report and you may not even know it. What's the best way to go about checking your credit? Yeah, you can usually uh, log into uh, TransUnion or Experian or, or the other service out there and, um, They'll have a little bit of a login they'll make you do, and they might send you an email to confirm you are who you are, but uh, it's not hard to do. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And uh, so that that is very, very good information. And so if this is catching your attention, maybe your financial advisor has not even contacted you for a long time. That's not a good thing, by the way. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and maybe you were thinking, you needed some things that need to be done towards the end of the year, but you're not hearing from your financial advisor. Maybe you want a second look or a second opinion, just like a medical-based second opinion. This is just as important. I would reach out to Bruce Glenn and his excellent team at 913-563-7327 and ask for a second opinion. And uh, Bruce, you do that quite frequently, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, it's no obligation, uh, just a second opinion, just to make sure you're on the right path at the risk level you're good with and that you're on track for your money to achieve what you need to to be able to retire and most importantly for your money to last. 
and, and most importantly, that's right. That's right. So, so here we are knocking on the door of 2023. And what do we need to think about getting started on the right foot? So, uh, uh, tax planning is coming. At, well, not maybe not tax planning. We do that all the time. But but filing your taxes and everything that's that's coming right up. We're going to blink and it'll be tax time. So, what about tax planning in, as far as getting started? on the right foot in this new year. Right. So again, you know, when you talk to your CPA or as soon as you find out if you did a pretty good job withholding for 2022, then I suggest you may tweak whatever your withholdings are, even if it's just taking investment income off your IRA or if you're still working, you might want to adjust your deductions to match up. You know, in a perfect world, you want to kind of end the year up with not uh, owing anything extra, um, but not, you know, not uh, having uh, you know, overpaid either. So it's just uh, a good good idea to try and zero that out best you can. So retweak that at the beginning of the year if you know what the changes need to be made. And the beginning of the year is always a great time. You know, we all get excited about making new goals, making better choices, you know, what to focus on, all those things, you know, bundled together. Okay. All right. That's uh, excellent. It always drives me crazy. I hear some people say, oh, I can't wait to get my tax return back. We're getting $20,000. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> we, we need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, the government likes that free loan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. In an ideal world, it's a zero uh, on, on uh, April 15th or uh, I guess uh, this year it's the 18th, right? Right, right. So we've kind of shifted gears to getting 2023 started off on the right foot. Uh, what about saving strategies? Well, so this is really important. I, I like, we always like to coach our folks to save more, you know, save more for tomorrow. You know, imagine yourself as being, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. And so if you're in a 401k, again, make sure that you are saving up to your match at least. And I would, I would go out and I would give your future self a raise. I would try and raise your 401k contribution at least 1% if you can. So this year's contribution limits, if you're over age 50, is a total of $30,000. If you're under age 50, it's 22500 In both cases, that's a nice boost from what it was last year. And then your IRA, you can save 6500 bucks if you're under age 50 or 7500 if you're saving and you're over age 50. So those are two things that from a saving standpoint, I would definitely take advantage of those new limits out there. Okay. Yeah. And I love the concept, give yourself a raise. So my dad always said, pay yourself first and you'll never be sorry. So that's uh, that's very good advice. And then uh, what about life insurance? So life insurance, I think, is the most overlooked piece. So you've got to do policy reviews on a regular basis on your life insurance policy. It's not buy, hold and forget, you know, because interest rates have been low. Markets have been volatile. A lot of life insurance policies that are supposed to be permanent may not be on path to last and you need to get an enforced illustration and, and check it and we can help people with that as well so they may not last meaning they're starting to cost more than they're earning within that policy correct right the policy may not have enough money pre-funded into it and it may actually go into default unless you pay extra money to keep it enforced another thing is a lot of policies were not around at the time that long-term care could be bolted on as a uh, additional rider and so that's something, there's a lot of new benefits and features, to, you know, that are out there available now. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Mr. Bruce Glenn, he's the owner and CIO of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. You can reach out to Bruce and his excellent team at 913-563-7327. And now the Senior Care Live question of the week. The deadline to maximize your 2022 IRA contributions is December 31st. Is that statement true 
or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The deadline to maximize your 2022 IRA contributions is December the 31st. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And Bruce, when is the deadline to maximize your 2022 IRA? Yeah, so the IRA uh, is actually the later of, I'm sorry, the earlier of whether you're going to file before April 18th this year or at April 18th. So you can put your money into the Roth or the IRA if you're eligible to, up to uh, your filing date or uh, the latest April 18th. Now, ironically, your 401k, you do have to have that money in by your last payroll of the, the year. So a little bit different whether it's 401k or an IRA. Okay. Now that that's interesting. So yeah, you hear all the time, it's not too late to reduce your tax burden and add to your IRA. And that's, of course, if you haven't already maxed that out. So, uh, and again, you can do that by, you know, the latest date would be April the 18th or whenever you file your taxes. So uh, that's good information. And today's special guest in studio, Mr. Bruce Glenn. He's the owner, CIO of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. And again, anywhere in the country, this is the phone number that you would call, 913-563-7327. And if you want to discuss any of these topics or anything else related to finances, uh, Bruce is the best. He's excellent. I think uh, he demonstrates that uh, month after month on the program. And if you want a second opinion, I would encourage you to reach out and just ask for a second opinion, second look, uh, and and see see if uh, if you're on track versus you know your your risk tolerance and, and all of the other factors that go into it. Nine one three five six three seven three two seven. All right, so Bruce, we're talking about getting started off on the right foot in 2023. And uh, what about employer benefits? Because a, a fair number of our listeners are the caregivers of an elderly loved one, and they're still working. So they're, they're working, they're trying to take care uh, of, their, uh, of their elders. And uh, what about their employer benefits? Right. So most people, their open enrollment is in the fall, but every plan is a little bit different as far as health care. But a lot of people have an HSA bolted into their health care plan. Uh, you know, I would make a, a plan to consistently put enough money into the HSA for what your goal is. And again, the biggest thing this year is we have a nice change to the 401k contribution limits for 2023. So, you know, again, you're now uh, come January 1st for 2023, you can uh, increase that up to a total of 30,000 if you're over age um, 50 and you're looking at uh, 25. So both those are increases if, if you're under age 50. So a really good item there to take advantage of that. You know, if you're already retired, obviously looking at your Medicare, your Medicare supplement or advantage plans, your drug plans, a lot of times you have some additional features and benefits that can be bolted on to those that you may or may not be aware of. Um, you know, so check those and make sure that you're not missing any free benefits on those type benefits as well. Okay. And then the next uh, big category, and I think this one's pretty huge, uh, beneficiaries. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beneficiaries, you you would be amazed at the number of folks that pass away and had been divorced 10, 20, 30 years ago and never changed the beneficiary to the current spouse. Oh, or maybe there's been a, yeah, or, or a child or something else, heaven forbid, you know, that's happened. So always double check that your beneficiaries are light, right. You know, a lot of times we'll take over 401k plans. We both do both 401k plans uh, for big organizations as well as high wealth management. But you'd be surprised to me, 401k plans, we take over that when we're sitting down with the participants and we're reviewing their beneficiaries, a lot of times they don't even have a beneficiary on file. So always make sure your beneficiaries are up to date on your, your 401k or your plan at work, your IRAs, your investment accounts, your TODs, your bank accounts, your life insurance policies, your annuities. And if you, any of those things you have, just make sure you check all those items because people forget, you know, one or another very often. That's right. And, you know, I was thinking something as simple as a car title. Well, if that person passes away and they haven't uh, assigned a transfer on death, uh, just a checkbox on the back of the title and the name, then guess what? That car goes into probate and then that ends up costing. It's, it's costly. It's time consuming. And it's very, very painful. It's super simple to avoid that. And then that flows right into the next uh, topic of uh, estate planning. Right. And along with what you just said about the car, you can do the same thing with your uh, with your home or your property. You do a beneficiary deed. And uh, yeah, like you said, you know, I'm, I don't want to not a state plan attorney, so I don't want to be giving legal advice. But, you know, yeah. check with your attorney. But uh, in a lot of cases, even on your home and your properties, you can actually bypass probate with the beneficiary deed. But only a state plan. Some, estate, some items we see missing a lot of times is they may not have an up to date power of attorney or may not be who they really want to have on a power of attorney. Uh, the universal HIPAA, very important if you go to one hospital and get transferred to another one, or maybe you go into a hospital and you have to go uh, into a care facility. If you don't have that universal HIPAA and you're not uh, able to sign one up to date, that could be a problem. Healthcare directives, very important to make sure you've got that correct. Your power, your pour over wills, your trust. A lot of times folks may have beneficiaries they feel like are a spendthrift and may not want them to get all their money at one time. There's ways you can strategy, you know, do a strategy to stretch that out. Uh, you can have a, uh, you know, a, a uh, somebody from the court appointed for them or a, a trustee for them and for having help protect themselves. Or maybe you don't want the potential of a, a child being remarried and ex-wife still being in the middle of it. So just double check all those things. And not every state's the same. Uh, so what, what was written correctly in Florida may not work in Kansas or Washington. You never know. So, it, you know, don't just assume because you have one, it's going to work everywhere you're at. Yeah, that, that's a huge one, I think, to uh, always update and just get the year started off with peace of mind, knowing that that's uh, accurate and done properly and up to date. And then what about debt reduction? Yeah, so spending less is really important. A lot of times people have some debt they want to get through. Uh, but I think what I'm seeing more and more now, because we're in such a, a streaming world and you have all these applications and subscriptions and they get to where they're automatic. And a lot of times they give you these teaser rates. Hey, you'll get your Internet or your cable for, you know, X dollars. For three months free, you're getting all these other services, and then we forget about it, and now all of a sudden it's two times higher. But, you know, when they're automatic pays, we kind of forget about those. So go back and review just what all are you paying on automatically, and is it still a fair feed for what you're wanting to take care of or not? Yep, and they, they hook you in, and that's that's the whole deal, right? They hook you in with that low rate, and then you forget about it, and all of a sudden you're paying, you know, maybe two or three times more than you, you want to or should. So, um, okay, and then uh, college savings for the grandkids. Right, so always a good time to start a good plan off. I also believe in gifting and investment. So for my grandkids, we'll give a little bit of money to them for birthday, a little bit for Christmas. We'll give them some gifts too, but 
you know, a college savings plan or just a, a universal tr- uh, transfer to minor account are good things to do. Okay. And then uh, charitable giving. Right. So RMDs, and I'm going to kind of tie this together with required minimum distributions, but a lot of people don't realize you can take your required minimum distribution from your IRA if you're of that age. And if you have it go directly to your non-for-profit and you never touch it, then that's an advantage to you and it doesn't hurt the 501c3. So that's an important idea. Excellent. Excellent. Mr. Bruce Glenn, he's the owner, CIO of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. And you can reach out to Bruce and his excellent team at 913-563-7327. Bruce, thanks so much for being on the program today. I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas uh, to you and your family. Same to you, Steve, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody out there. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right, we'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. And now, Myth versus Fact. Yep, I know it's uh, Christmas weekend, but just felt like instead of doing, doing a little singing, I won't... I won't bore you with my uh, singing of Jingle Bells or something like that. <laughs> Thought we'd do a little myth busting. So a uh, little myth versus fact. I always like doing these and just setting the record straight. So here is a myth. So once you're in a rehab facility, so that would be skilled nursing and rehab, then you must finish the rehab stay there and you cannot move from one place to another in the middle of your rehab session, basically. So your normal, your normal rehab stay might be, you know, four to six weeks, something like that. It just depends. It, it could be widely different for different uh, situations, different people, uh, different outcomes, et cetera, et cetera. But four to six weeks, pretty common, pretty common that you might see uh, a rehab stay last that long. So, so some people say that if, if you're, if you're in facility A, let's say, it's not going so well that, oh, well, I'm just going to have to tough it out here and stay here because I'm in the middle of a rehab stay. Medicare's paying for it and I can't move. But that's just not the case. Here's the fact. And the fact is that you can move in the middle of a rehab stay. So let me give you a real life scenario. So uh, one of my clients has a parent and his parent is receiving rehab after, unfortunately, after a stroke. And the rehab place that they went, uh, physical and occupational therapy, they're doing a good job, but they don't have a speech therapist available right now. I'm not sure why that is, and they can't seem to find one. And his parent needs speech therapy right now. I mean, right now. So they are going to move 
probably about a week into that rehab stay, they're going to move to another rehab provider and continue the rehab, but they're able, at the other provider, they're able to add in that speech therapy, which is super important to his parents. So, uh, so hopefully that makes sense. You can move in the middle of a rehab stay. All right, here's another myth. Once you're living, and I, I'm going to use the NH word, the nursing home, all right? I don't need any calls or emails of people uh, saying, hey, it's not a nursing home, it's long-term care community. I get that, okay? But I also interchange it with the term nursing home because a lot of people still refer to it that way. So I, inter- I intermingled these things. So the myth, once you're living in a nursing home while on Medicaid, you have to stay there and you cannot move because Medicaid is paying for your stay or the majority of the cost of your stay at that particular nursing home or long-term care community. But that is absolutely a myth. If anyone tells you that, uh, they're just flat out incorrect. You, here's the fact. You can move in the middle of a long-term stay while on Medicaid. But here's the catch. It needs to be within the same state that you're living. So say, for example, if you live in Missouri, for example, and you're qualified for Missouri Medicaid, then you can move to any other long-term care community in the state of Missouri. And what happens is Missouri Medicaid will stop paying facility A today, and they'll start paying facility B tomorrow, or in Kansas, or in Florida, or in Texas, or anywhere. That's how this works. Now, if you want to move to a different state, then you're probably uh, highly likely you're going to have to reapply for Medicaid in that particular state and start that application process. Okay, but if you move within the state, you can move anywhere you want, anytime you want. And that is the absolute fact of the matter. All right, here's another myth. I mentioned this last week, and if I hear this one more time, I I may just... uh, I may throw up. I think that's what I said. So um, you here's the myth. You have to sign over your house to the nursing home to qualify for Medicaid. Now just think about that. If anyone tells you, oh, no, 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 to qualify for Medicaid, to have Medicaid pay for your stay here, you're going to have to sign over your house to us. If you ever hear that, The person saying that has very clearly demonstrated that they have absolutely no clue about (laughs) of what they're talking about. I mean, I'm serious. And I, oh my gosh, I hear this all the time. Well, Steve, they told me I'm going to have to sign over my mom's house to get her on to Medicaid. Um, Who said that? Uh, No, 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 no. So the fact is you do not have to sign over your house to the nursing home to qualify for Medicaid. And in fact, I talked about this last week. When you qualify for Medicaid, you have exempt assets and countable assets. Exempt means you don't have to you don't have to spend them down. You don't have to spend those assets down to that whatever that number is, two thousand, five, six thousand dollars to qualify for Medicaid. Your house For a while, not forever, but for a while, your house is considered an exempt asset. So if your parent is moving into a nursing home, they've spent down, they qualify for Medicaid, but they still own a house, you have a period of time 
to deal with that house. You do not have to sign over the house to them. And just think about it. Do you really think the nursing home wants to buy your dad's 60-year-old house with foundation problems? Seriously. What, what, what business are they in? They're in, the business that they are in is taking care of people in need and providing care. Okay, in a, in a, in a great, you know, home-like environment and all of the things. They're not in the business of buying your dad's house. <laughs> so, so that's, a, that's a really silly one, but you would just be shocked how many times you, you hear that when you're out in the, out in the, in the marketplace in the community. All right, and then here's another one. Here's another myth. Well, you have to choose from a certain list of facilities approved by your long-term care insurance provider in order to receive the daily benefit that they provide. And that's just not true. The fact is, you don't have to go to a certain long-term care community to be able to utilize your long-term care insurance benefit. Here's how long-term care insurance works. So as long as they pay for, let's just say the nursing home level of care, or it could be assisted living, whatever it is. As long as it says we pay for assisted living, or we pay for long-term care or nursing home care, then they don't care where you go. So let's say you go to a long-term care community and you, you move in and you stay for a month and you incur that cost. I'm going to talk about the cost of all of these places coming up here soon. So you, you, you don't want to miss that. That's a little teaser, by the way. <laughs> but you move in, you incur the cost. So let's say you spent $7,000. And what happens is the long-term care community will produce a statement after the fact showing that you lived there for the last 30 days, you paid $7,000, and they delivered the services of A, B, C, and D. Then you take that, you submit it to your long-term care insurance provider, and then they will reimburse you retroactively for the care that you received at the daily reimbursement. So, you, so for example, you may have paid $7,000, and let's say it was a 30-day month, and let's say that your long-term care insurance policy pays $200 per day. All right, so you paid 7000 They said, okay, we're going to pay you 30 days at our, at our daily benefit of 200 So we're going to pay you $6,000. But it's always after the fact. So they're reimbursing you after you've incurred the expense. And they don't care where you go. As long as it's the right level of care that's covered in their policy, it's just not driven by a particular list. And that's a fact. For more information about the facts, stay tuned to this program or contact Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or visit SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right. Then there's another one that I I may talk about on the other side here, but um, I've had all kinds of people. So so I'm in the Kansas City area, but this could be for anywhere moving from one state to the other, and they say, well, you have to be a resident in that state. And so the question is, do you really have to be a resident in that state, or can you move there and immediately 
start receiving Medicaid benefits. And that's not a question of the week, but I'll let you ponder that for a few minutes. And on the other side, I'll let you know the answer. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so we were talking about myth versus fact. And so, you know, I, I live and work here in the Kansas City area, and this is pretty common in a lot of other uh, cities that straddle state lines. So uh, I, I've had many, many times where I've had a client in Missouri choose a long-term care community on the Kansas side because the Kansas Medicaid rules are more favorable. And so a lot of people believe that you have to live in Kansas for a certain period of time to establish residency, et cetera. But in the case of someone moving from their home to in Missouri to a long-term care community, also known as a nursing home in Kansas, then the key part of the law in the wording is you move there with the intent to stay. That's the rub right there. So if you move there with the intent to stay, and every, all of my clients are moving there for the long term, typically for the rest of their life, to receive care, then you have the intent to stay, and on day one, you're good to go. And, uh, and you don't have to, that's all there is to it. A lot of people like to argue with me about that, but uh, that's just the fact. <laughs> so I, I've had some people really argue about it, and well, we're going to have our attorneys look into this, and well, have them look into it, and they're going to tell you what I just told you, because that's the law. So, <laughs> you know. But uh, anyway, all right, well, let's move on here. So I, I, I threw a little teaser out there in the, uh, a few minutes ago, talking about the cost of all the different levels of care. So if you're driving your car, I would hold on with two wheels because uh, these costs are pretty expensive and I don't want you to get too upset or uh, jerk your car if you hear some of these numbers so, uh, or jerk the steering wheel there. So, uh, so if, if, uh, if you bring a home care provider into your home, uh, the prices have really gone up like a lot here lately because of basically just because of the cost of quality staffing and some other things. But you're going to be looking at 25 to 30 dollars would be on the lower end uh, per hour on the lower end of that range and then i would say 35 to 40 dollars per hour would be on the higher end of that range some of those 35 to 40 dollars an hour just may be a better provider and better better quality caregivers some of them may offer some uh, some case management services bundled in uh, with their price. So just check that out. But uh, that is uh, that's the cost of, of home care. And then if you move to a community, a, a facility, a, a separate building, right? So you move from your home to another place. That entry level would be an independent living apartment, an apartment with meals and transportation. And you're still fully independent. You're on your own, but you're not alone. You're around a lot of other people. Depending on the size of your apartment, you're probably looking at about an average cost of about three thousand five hundred, upwards of about five thousand five hundred, maybe six thousand dollars a month, and that is largely dependent on the size of your apartment. And if it's more of an upscale place, probably going to be a little bit more than a place that's maybe not quite so upscale. 
All right. Then in the middle of the road is the assisted living level of care. That's that social model that can help individuals with their activities of daily living. And uh, that assisted living level of care is going to run anywhere from $5,000 to $8,000 per month. And that is dependent, largely dependent on a couple of factors. Number one, how much help a person needs. So if a person needs just a little bit of help, they may pay a little bit less than someone who needs a tremendous amount of help. It also depends on the size of your apartment. A studio is less than a one bedroom, is less than a two bedroom apartment. So 5000 to 8000 for the assisted living level. Now, in our neck of the woods here, in, in different states are different. They have different licensures, but we have a, kind of a step down from assisted living. It's a assisted living light, if you will, and that's called a residential care facility, RCF. And that could be anywhere from about $3,000 to $6,000 per month. Now, we also have a really cool uh, licensure in our neck of the woods here called Home Plus. A lot of other states just call it assisted living, but it's just for a small number of people. This is where you could take care of six to upwards of 12 individuals in a ranch-style house and provide care for them. Uh, but uh, that's your, your average cost is going to be anywhere from about $6,500 to about $8,500 per month for that level of care. And then the highest level of care, which would be long-term care, again, also known as a nursing home, uh, is go- and that's that medical model. Okay, uh, so for a shared room or a semi-private room, you're looking, the average cost range there is $6,500 to $8,500 per month. And then the private room, this is where it gets uh, even more expensive, $9,000 to $15,000 per month is what I've priced out. So that will give you an idea of the cost of all of these places. Now, Steve, why'd you have to go and ruin Christmas like that? <laughs> well, sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that, but I just wanted to give you a heads up on, on the prices and just give you kind of a cost update on that. So here we are on Christmas weekend, and this is my favorite time of the year. I kind of turn into a kid a little bit. I have to watch all my old uh, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph. My favorite one is the original uh, animated Grinch. And, uh, and of course, Frosty. I, I love all of those because I, I watched those, all those things when I was a kid. And it, we, we, we schedule our whole life around being home to watch that on TV. Now I have a DVD with all of them on it and I can watch it anytime I want. So it's pretty cool. But um, I just, uh, I, I, I love it. I love everything uh, about it. We, uh, we always go to the, the Christmas Eve service at our church and we have all of the great music and the great, and the great message. And then at the end, this is, this is my favorite thing. Uh, we light candles throughout our entire congregation and we light two up front and then the two light four and then the four light another four and then the eight light another eight. And within just two or three minutes, the entire congregation is lit by candlelight while we're singing Silent Night. It's just a beautiful, it's a powerful moment, and I just, I look forward to that every single year. It's just something that we just love to do. And then on Christmas Eve, we always go to my wife's uh, side, uh, my, my mother-in-law's house, and uh, uh, and we have, uh, you know, we all bring soups and chili and sandwiches, and, uh, and we have a gift exchange. I mean, that's a really nice time. 
Um, and then Christmas morning at, at my house and my immediate family, uh, we, uh, we, we, we unwrap our, our gifts and our, our stockings and we have four little wiener dogs. They are insanely cute. I need to put their their uh, their picture up on the on the website so everyone can uh, see these wiener dogs. But uh, Ruby, Olive, Quincy, and Cricket. They are insanely cute. But anyway, uh, they get in on the action too. We don't forget them. Uh, and then we go to my mom's house for another gift exchange and a delicious uh, Mexican meal with tamales and enchiladas and all the stuff. It's fantastic. So. Uh, I, I just want to wish you and your family uh, just the, the, the most wonderful Christmas weekend and blessings uh, to you and your family. And uh, I, I hope you're really enjoying your weekend. And, and I just hope it's a, 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 a beautiful time for, for you and yours. All right. I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.